Welcome to It Might Be You podcast. I'm your host, Leah McIntosh. I'm here to help you learn that on the other side of that pain and trauma is your transformation. There may be some limiting beliefs, negative emotions, and private struggles that have led you to having your It Might Be Me moment. I'm here to help you learn to adapt because we were created to be limitless. My hope is with each episode, you feel more understood and willing to accept that although some of our past decisions landed us in a place of uncertainty, we are only one decision away from living our best lives. Now, let's heal. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of It Might Be You. I know I have been MIA and haven't released a some episodes for a while. And for that, I apologize. And I'll go into kind of why that was. And yeah, and kind of tell you what I'm envisioning for this podcast moving forward. So first off, one of the biggest reasons why I've been MIA is um, I had this perpetual cycle that would occur in the month of January or not January, Lord, September, where I would feel just in a funk and I started feeling that again and I just couldn't get myself to do what I needed to do. It was just, it was hard for me to kind of dig myself out of that. And you know what? It's okay um, to sometimes feel off, but what's not okay is staying in that state. So um, I really sat down the last two weeks of September and just try to pinpoint what in the world could this be? Is this really me or am I taking on other people's junk? Because there was a lot going on in September for me. And um, as far as other people that I was working with and and in the house, having someone that's very um, emotional and not able to tell me what's going on, it, it was just a lot. And I came to the realization that around that time, you know, it's the uh, season change and that's a big thing. And I was also taking on other people's stuff because when I really sat down and thought about it and thought about who had I been surrounding myself with and had I been protecting my energy and the answer was no. And I always know when I overdo it because my body tells me that I'm overdoing it. In September, I had several breakouts as far as like hives and um, that let me know I'm not taking care of me. I'm taking care of everybody else, but I forgot to protect myself as far as my energy. I was just giving so much of myself away to other people and not recharging my batteries the correct way. And so with that, this kind of leads into a topic that I think is really important for us to discuss, which is um, the difference between healing and coping with trauma. One of the biggest reasons why I want to talk about this is because as I was sitting there doing the work, I had to think back, was there anything dramatic that happened over the course of my life in that month of September? And I couldn't pinpoint anything. 
So that let me know, okay, I need to um, really focus on what exactly um, I'm allowing to be near me, you know, in that, in that space. And so I know that um, the latter part of the year for me is hard because there was a lot of loss and trauma from other people or from me losing people. But this was just, I just had to accept the fact that, hey, I think I have some seasonal blues from time to time and that's fine. And it was huge for me to finally come to that realization because in the past, before I started down these journey or this journey um, to heal from my trauma, I would sit there and allow myself to get caught up for months. And I would look up and from September to sometimes February, I would be in a funk and everything would just kind of go to hell, honestly. Um, and so I would get caught up in old traumas that I never healed from during that time. Um, just, it, it was just not a good thing. And so with that, I used to, um, not necessarily be braggadocious, but like in the black community, especially with black women, you know, we are kind of taught, just deal with it. Just, just deal with it. You, you know, it, whatever it is, deal with it. Um, and we became very, very good at coping, which is a great skill to have, but it's not the most healthy. And so with that, I realized I cope with a lot of stuff. I'm really good at coping, but I'm not, I hadn't become good at sitting there with things and feeling the feelings, doing the work that needed to be done to actually move past it. And most of us have endured some type of trauma in our lives. And there's always going to be those reminders and it doesn't really matter what the trauma is, it could have been a death of a loved one, a sexual assault, whatever. Once something like that happens in your life, you're always going to remember it. And, you know, for me, like, I know I'm someone that's diagnosed with PTSD from, you know, my childhood traumas. And, you know, I found treatment and use other methods to heal from that. Um, but I really want to talk about the distinction between healing and coping with trauma because it can help you move and resolve from that um, place in your life. Okay. So, um, first off, coping is different than healing. And it, it's different in the in the fact that um, when you cope with a wound, you're only putting a bandaid over it. You don't take the time to clean the wound and apply 
the antibacterial ointment beforehand. You just slap a Band-Aid on it and you keep it moving. And eventually what's going to happen is that wound is never healed. It's going to fester and it's going to become infected. And, And what happens is in your life, because you, you're choosing not to deal and heal from that, um, other parts of your life are going to be affected. And so with that, when you allow and you're just walking around with all these open wounds, um, you know, let's just agree that it's not a good thing. You know, when you're when you're just you're you're allowing suffering. Okay. And most of us or a lot of us don't even realize that that's what's happening. Um, coping is an important skill set, like I said before, and it will help you through it. Um, and it usually consists of, you know, thinking good thoughts, trying to be positive, practicing mindfulness, Um, and it does help recover from the trauma, but they don't actually help you move forward and to complete the healing. So how do you move past coping into true healing? Well, honestly, it doesn't matter how good at coping you are. And I can tell you that from experience, um, if you're someone that struggled from PSD, Um, like me, um, true trauma healing can only take place when you're really ready to do the deep work. And some of those things, um, I'm going to list a few different modalities you can use. But one thing that people don't talk about is how trauma also affects not just your emotional as or not the emotional and intellectual aspects of your life, but physical. So we tend to leave the physical alone. We don't even think about that. And um, we can sit up there and relive an experience in the memory of trauma uh, over and over and over because it becomes stored in your nervous system and in your muscles and you're may not even be aware of it like for me um I I had no clue about these things I had no idea that the trauma that I endured as a child could stay stuck for that long but I know I've mentioned in the past um that I always felt this heaviness that I couldn't let go. You know, it was just this heaviness in the um, middle of my chest. And it wasn't until I was able to dissociate and really look at the situation from a different vantage point was I able to really, truly start healing from it. Um, And also another big thing for me during that process was um, actually getting out and moving my body. 
whenever I'm in a funk, like all September for the most part, I didn't feel normal unless I was out moving my body, walking, doing something like that. Um, and one of the big things that um, I take part in now is somatic therapies. And there's so many different things you can do, but it's what a somatic therapy is, a body-based therapy, basically. So um, what they do is it, it offers you a way to recognize and understand the way that trauma is stored in your body. We don't think about this stuff. Like we really don't. I know I didn't. I was just thinking I was coping so well. <laughs> I didn't even care. Like I didn't realize that I was hurting myself, you know, more uh, just letting that wound stay open and fester than I was to just deal with it. Um, so one of the big things for me is finding a modality or it was finding modality that felt good for me, that made me feel safe, where I could release different things. And I know I've I've had um, several different people on the um, podcast, but one was when she was talking about the, um, I think it's the yoga, the Kundalini yoga. That's a great option for those of you that um, need to do some type of a release. Um, so the process of doing this is first recognizing that whew, I have trauma stored in my body. I don't know how to release this. So I'm going to have to find something that works for me, that makes me feel safe, that's accessible um, so that I can really do this recovery and understand that it, it may take a little bit more time for you than others. But one thing that I always say is there's no one size fits all to healing. So um, that's okay. Okay. So a few things, a few questions I want you to ask yourself um, or just when is the last time that you truly felt safe? And can you describe that feeling and or describe that place? And then what in your body told you that you felt safe? Write those things down, okay? And if you can, give, give examples. Um, and as you're thinking about those things, how did you feel? Those are huge questions to ask yourself, because when I had to ask myself that, it was kind of um, eye-opening for me. So right now, one of my go-to modalities that I'm working with clients on is Reiki. And if you're not familiar with what Reiki is, it's a ancient Japanese healing modality where it's a gentle laying um, laying on of the hands and we're really focusing on 
your chakras and um and doing healing that way you're healing your energy centers and so my first experience with it i guess the best word for me to describe it was miraculous i am someone who is very skeptical i mean very it doesn't matter if i see other people do it i have to experience it to believe it and so I had heard about Reiki from several different people. I had even had this lady tell me that she did Reiki on me. And my friends who knew what Reiki were was like, that was not Reiki. I don't know what she was doing, but that wasn't it. Well, whatever she did, it felt good, <laughs> but it was not Reiki. Um, so I decided I'm going to get certified in Reiki myself. I bought a book and I read it and I was really interested to learn all the ins and outs. And I went to the class and even sitting in the class, I was skeptical because in the book I heard, or I read that, um, you know, you'll feel the energy in your hands activate and you'll feel heat and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, and I sat there and when I experienced it, I was like, okay. But even then, <laughs> I was skeptical. And it wasn't until I actually started working on uh, clients that I believed it, that I had completely. It, and it was within that same, it was the next day when I was working on somebody. And I felt this overwhelming, just pure, clean, loving energy um and heat and it was such a a I, I hate well it was hot it was such a hot heat um not to the point where it was burning but just like I can't even explain it that I verbalized like oh my gosh you know and I didn't know my client that was laying on the table if she was feeling what I was feeling and when she got up and she told me she was like yeah girl it was so hot I started sweating and I was like, oh my gosh, well, so was I, you know, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, and moving forward with that, it has been just kind of a life-changing thing um, because I do Reiki on myself daily and I do it for people um, physically and in di uh, distance. And so with that, um, I actually am opening up some spots for my new Reiki and hypnotherapy fusion. I'm actually fusing, fusing those things together. Um, so it's a program where you'll get Reiki, hypnotherapy and coaching. And it's called Renew with Reiki. Um, and I have nine uh, spots available still. I've, I've filled up quite a few of them, so I only have nine left. It's 12 weeks. And so if you're interested in learning more, you can check out the show notes at the end of this podcast. Um, for those of you that really want to stop coping and start healing. Um, to me, this is just more tools for you to use to help you down that journey and down that path. I needed 
these tools. Um, and with that, when you get coaching with me, you know, being that I am certified in several different modalities, I use everything that I know, it just depends on what, what you come to me with. But, um, Reiki is so gentle. Um, and it, the energy flows where it needs to. But like I said, you can learn more about it in the links in the show notes. But I really wanted to touch base about moving forward with the podcast. Of course, I'm still going to keep the format and uh, allow other people to come on and share their stories. But I'm also going to be touching more on um, parenting as far as the difficulties and um, the joys of parenting uh, individuals that have different needs than our own and the traumas that are associated with that. So if you are someone that you know has a child or adult that is a special needs person, um, then definitely share the podcast. Um, because a lot of those parents and the individuals don't understand or don't realize the amount of trauma um, that they have and that they deal with on a regular basis. And so I do want to start incorporating that part of my life into the podcast because it's not something that I have talked about in the past. Um, and I'm also going to have my husband come on. And we're going to talk about kind of our choice on why we chose to kind of be really un untraditional. And when we first got married, decided instead of having kids right away, let's open our home to differently abled individuals and why we've kind of chosen to stay kind of on that course over the last, we're going on six years of doing this. So. Anyhow, anyway, that's that's kind of some changes coming forward. You're really going to get to know me a little bit better and um, get to hear from my husband, which is going to be an interesting, <laughs> interesting experience to have him on. But um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, really share a little bit more about, you know, me, what kind of makes me tick, the joy I, I get from doing what I do. and you know, and helping those of you that are really ready to take this journey and, um, and start the healing process for real. So with that, I'm going to end the podcast on that note. And I hope that you do the work, that you really start doing the work, that you really sit down and you think about those two questions that I asked and, realize that you have to stop coping. It's time to start cleaning up those wounds so that you could be the best version of yourself. So I hope you all have an amazing day and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of It Might Be You. Please tune in each Thursday for new releases and make sure to subscribe, share and review if you enjoyed this episode, you can find me on Instagram at Superior Thinker Inc. 
And as always, remember to allow yourself the space for grace and give yourself the gift of self-forgiveness. Thank you.